What's the name of the, the, for the working title? Yeah. Two Cents Gets Two Cents Gets Distracted. Because I'm Two Cents Rugby and you're Distracted Sports. It's very clever. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's very clever. Stuff. Managed to work both the names into the title. Oh. Ingenious. That was it's actually, one. the full name is Two Cents Gets Distracted, a rugby podcast. Okay. Yeah. Any podcast worth its salt needs to have like a, <laughs> yeah. a second line in it. 100%. And we have it. We do. Lots of words. Lots of words. Tony. Mark. We're back. We are back. We're at your house again. But no, I'm still convinced we're upstairs at yours. This is just what's in your house above the fridge. Just up there. For Here we are. Can afford a two-story house <laughs> oh. in Auckland. Whoa. Well, you can afford a house in Auckland. You're, you're balling. True. Absolutely. absolutely. Just dollar, dollar bills. You're oh. Yeah, exactly. We're back. We are back. As a podcast now, too. We've done it. That was you. Well, well, there was us. There was us. I think it was it was some feedback as well. It was almost it like was, a pilot last episode. It was. Putting out the feelers. Seeing if there was an appetite for it. Seems to be. And, and people were saying, yeah, I'd love to listen to this while I'm driving. Exactly. Or I'd love to listen to it where I'm wearing headphones while I'm taking a shit. I don't know if we I don't know if we quite got that feedback. We did, did we? get the feedback from I my guess. old man that like that was an hour long. Um, <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna to listen to that at home. I think um, but I was, maybe when he's driving. I was talking about my DMs. Actually, I got that in my DMs. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah, didn't yeah. you didn't tell me that one off camera. You saved Husbag that. Husbag twenty two gave me that feedback. Nice. Old Husbag twenty two. Nice. Oh, oh something to get the bells in motion. Turning. Cranking, exactly. cranking. Yeah, so Two Cents Gets Distracted. Your name's Two Cents. And you're Distracted Sports. That was very clever, wasn't it? Genius. Very, very Top genius. level stuff. I know, it was. Um, it came to me in a moment of brilliance, really. Probably actually... while the bowels were getting in motion. <laughs> it was actually during the edit, I was like, what do we call this? And I got the old tractor thing going across. Oh, yes, yes, Picking yes. up all the cents, did you notice? The coins? Oh, yes, all the coins that it was yeah. trailing through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, you're the cents, you're the money, you're okay. where it's at. And okay. I'm, I'm just the tractor driving right driving through. Driving right through. Yeah. Okay, there's logic to that. That's my thinking around so it. So we're going to talk some rugby. I hope so. Rugby championship mm. is the main deal at the moment. The All Blacks against Argentina. I just think this was representative of my mood. Like I had my like I was excited about the podcast, and then you mentioned the rugby championship. Wait, wait, just, just goes mm. down. Just goes down. But then also the Wallabies. They looked sharp. They did. They oh. did. And then uh, Nick White. God. And the Oscar goes the to the Oscar. Yeah, for sure. So holy moly! I hope his mustache is okay. It is quite the mustache. Yeah, I've been worrying about it. Thoughts and prayers for Nick White and his mustache. I did see a shot of him walking through, I think it was like an airport as they were transitioning somewhere and some guys yelled out to him and uh, his mustache looked all right though. Yeah, it looked in, thank God. Thank goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. St. Bridget took care of him. We'll see if he's fit for for the next game. But um, Might need a severe plucking. Hmm. That would be one to to watch. It, It really would. But, um, yeah, the All Blacks, we said, probably about a week ago, when talking about the potential for the rest of the rugby championship, All Blacks got a pretty decent run in. Yeah. We got Argentina twice yeah. at home. We don't really lose to them at home. No. And then we got the Wallabies, we've got the wood over them. So despite we, don't, all... we don't ever lose to the Argentinians at home. No, that's right. So despite all of Fozzie's kind of pressure and shortcomings, should be able to, in theory, possibly just go through and um, maybe go ahead and get his hands on the Rugby Championship trophy. And then, yeah. 
Argentina happened down in Christchurch. I, I feel foolish. I do feel foolish because in my heart of hearts, I thought surely we'll be able to sneak this one. You know, we'll be able to get through. And I really felt heartened mm. by that massive performance in Ellis Park. But, you know, Argentina are a hell of a team. That's they right. really are a quality squad. And Checker is really leading them from strength to strength. Mm-hmm. He is just the man for this kind of role. He is. You know? He's loving it. He Clearly, is. Clearly, every second of it. Yeah. The and only time I've seen him a little bit ticked off in a press conference thus far, which for Checker is pretty, you know, that's... He's always very high blood pressure point, really. They did say to him in the post-match something like, Ian Foster said he wasn't very happy with your guys like not rolling away at the breakdown or something yeah. like that. And then that 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 showed a glimmer of the old he Oh gets, fair Dinkum, did he? Like you know what I mean? Like, he he was, always gets so baited by the media. Yeah. Yeah. Like back in the day when he was coaching against Steve Hansen, like they'd say Steve Hansen said this and they'd take it completely out of context right. and he'd be like, Well that that shows the kind of bloke he is, you know, yeah, all yeah, that sort yeah, of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that would just go it would escalate. He's mm. a man of escalation. You know? He is, but he got the result. He did. Goodness me. I take, it, I take it you watched the game. I did watch the game. I was in a pub, and it made me realize that I usually like watching games in pubs. Right. I do, but I ran into an old friend of mine, well, a person I went to school with, that I hadn't seen for like 15 years. And Very, you approached this friend to... person actually has the same last name as me. Goodness gracious. Yeah, believe it or not. You guys and are everywhere. We are. We, we've taken over. And... Um, I just turned around. He was right there. He was like literally standing right next to me. We were watching the game together for about 10 minutes before we realized who each other were. Right. And then he gave me a big old hug and then he just wanted to shoot the shit. Right. Catch up on old times. See how everybody was doing. So did you actually get to watch the game? I did watch the game, but you know how you're watching the game you're kind of having a chat with somebody. Yeah. You're talking about their kids or what's going on. How many divorces everybody's had. All the good stuff. Yes. And you know, and we kept on looking up going, oh, this. Getting a bit, getting a bit hairy. A bit tired, but it was first half, first twenty minutes felt okay. Hunky dory. It felt like an Argentina so. All Black game. That's right. You know, you get a couple of tries. We'll get you know, Samasahi Takio who went over. Wall nice wall try. Nice. try. Absolutely. You know? Thing of beauty. And I thought we looked like we were on top. That was know? one of those ones where they had opted for the three, mm-hmm. and they'd missed it. And then yeah. this time they're like, bugger the threes. We're going for the try. They get it, and you're like, right, the All Blacks are here. Yeah. They're not going to muck around. Yeah. And then they get the second one, which is a little bit fortuitous. It's an Argentinian line-out error, and then, you know, they go wide, Clark goes over. It kind of made me worried about something I've been worried about since Dan Carter left. Right. We haven't had someone we can just bank on for threes. You know, like, we love them scoring tries. The All Blacks are a team of tries, of great tries. They're meant to be, at least. True. And But with Dan, when we had Dan Carter, even when we had Murdens, you know. Grant like, Fox, Grant man. Fox. We just had guys who would... Three-point you know, machines. Exactly. Get 85 to 90% of their kicks. That's right. You know, and like that first kick that um, Moanga missed, like on his own home ground. Like, should be getting that all day long. should be getting that. You know, yeah. and there was a few other kicks like that. How many conversions did we miss? Did we miss both of them or just the one? I don't know. Either way, Geordie Barrett missed one. And uh, Boffelli from the T yeah. was looking like a different beast. Because last year, Puma's kicking stats are in the 50s. Yeah, right. The 50s. Like, they were... I mean, they were having all kinds of issues last year. But even the goal kicking, which is like... That's not even a team thing. That's just like a... It's like golf, right? That's a yeah, one-on-one yeah. thing that was not going their way. But suddenly, boom, 100%. And difficult kicks as well. Yeah, and just a feeling of confidence. just And really pure. That's right. Striking the ball purely. Yeah, just, 50 meters on angle. You didn't feel like he's going to struggle. No. He was I, looking like I was, everything. It felt like it was just one of those days where he was going to punt everything over. And we were going to be lucky to scratch out 50% of our kicks. Yeah, but... But this is the game we had 
Schmidt <sighs> in the coaching box. When I saw Joe Schmidt sitting next to Fozzie. It was a weird feeling. I it thought. was weird, but it gave me this kind of confidence. Like, you got Jason Ryan on one side. You got Schmidt on the other side. Everything is going to be fine. It's all going to be all right. It's going to be all right. But I didn't actually really notice them all because I was talking to my mate and stuff until yeah. the very end. And they looked completely distraught in there. They did. It looked like there was a funeral that just happened. Every time those lineouts like, oh. would just go in Australia, you see the look of pain. <sighs> Who had a worse uh, game this weekend? Uh, our mate Dweeber or Cody Taylor? Because that was about as bad as I've ever seen Cody Taylor I've play. I've got to say Taylor, man. Taylor's the established former starting All Black. Dweeber's at least the kind of new kid on the block. Yeah. He's kind of filling in for Mbunambi. Yeah, and yeah, the expectations were low on Dweba, to be fair. But Taylor. Crucial moments, too. Crucial, crucial moments. Yeah. I mean, when the Argentinians gave away a couple of penalties at the end, you felt like as you got it in your blood as an All Blacks fan, we've still got a chance to come back. 100%. Well, we're so preconditioned to seeing them do these amazing last 20 minutes, pull away, you know, play at a pace the other team can't play with, have greater fitness than the other team, and just be able to execute when it's all on the line. That's right. But that's a thing of the past. Seemingly. That's that's something that we need to grieve for. We're not finishing games strongly. No. We were just hitting that Argentinian wall again. And like They were making just tackle after tackle, and it's the same thing like you said, like... Teams can usually only do that 60, 65, 70 minutes until yeah. they run out of gas, but it didn't happen. Absolutely not. It was fucking absolute <laughs> shock. <laughs> Flipping. It was a bit of a stinker. It was really, it was really bad. But what I'm trying to say. From an Argentinian point of view, magnificent. Brilliant. I mean, Brilliant. what a moment for them. There were shades of it, because when they beat us in 2020, it was kind of also on the back of Nico Sanchez kicking a ton of points. I think he got one try. Felt similar, right? Similar deal, like rock solid defense. Although oh. I do feel like their team, I don't know, they feel to have a little bit more about them than they did uh, in that yeah. 2020 game under Ledesma. I do feel like they're, they're in a better place than they were at that 100%. time. Well, I really rated them in that Scotland series. They did well. You know, and that makes me actually think wait, are we playing Scotland at the end of the year? I think we, we are. are. Scots. They got to have their uh, their tickets well, bought for that game. I would imagine. Yeah, the Welsh were playing. I, I'm nervous about these teams, like because they looked really good. You know, they really, really did. Yeah. Just one thing I want to touch on. Probably uh, this sounds really harsh, and it's mm. not the guy's fault at all. But probably the worst debut I've ever seen for an All Black. Stephen Peter Ferret. And not, seconds. not his fault at all. He did not do anything wrong, but you can't do anything right either. 50 seconds. 50 seconds in a historically damningly bad defeat to the All Blacks. His name's on that forever. His name's on that forever. And he's he, he, congratulations, you're an All Black forever. But that's certainly not the way he would have wanted, wanted to do it. That's you right. You know, like... And I felt like it was wildly unfair. They, they trot him out like a prized pig throughout the week. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you, how do you feel about your thing? Oh, it's a huge deal. I think I'm they so used his it. picture on, like, the lineup. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, when did. they put the lineups on social media, I think it was his picture that they, they used. They did, they did. And they absolutely raw-dogged him. They really did. They just unsheathed... <laughs> <laughs> completely did him like a dinner. Man, I'm really trying to be mindful of the two-cents audience, but not swearing. Right. I'm doing well, aren't I? I have sworn twice. Well, we can... I can bleep. Well, we can bleep, or we could uh, we could alternate between the um, the G rated and oh, the uh, the, oh R rated. Yeah, maybe. Well, fuck yes. <laughs> Depending on which channel we're going to upload uh, this to, uh, I'm going to bleep. I'll bleep it. I'll okay. bleep it. Okay. Um, 
No, I think we should bleep it, especially if we're, we're crossing playlists and stuff. Okay. You know. Makes sense. But um, yeah, 50 seconds. I did see someone say on social media, and the thought didn't occur to me, that I think Perifeta may have been eligible for Samoa. Uh, Not that I think that was ever a particularly likely prospect, but... That, that's what they did to Gus Sokula as right. well. Is there an uh, element of that? God, I hope not. I don't think so. I don't think so. It also makes me wonder... If you're a suspicious man, if I was, <laughs> if I was a... Um, Fijian, I'd be like, thanks for taking one of our best players. Right. And literally, you know, we talk about a lot of island players you know, growing up in New Zealand are basically Kiwis. Peter Gus Suiakala so cool, yeah, yeah. came over to play freaking basketball, basketball for yeah. Fiji. He's a Fijian boy. That's right. Well, I guess you know, he, he made your... his own decision. He could have yeah. he could have represented Fiji. Yeah. He, he could have. But, um, and they didn't even take him to South Africa, did they? No, they didn't. They've kind of dropped him. Yeah. Like and what are they going to do? My fear with Perifeta is when Damian McKenzie comes back. Where's he going to be in the picking order? Out. That's right. Out. And he'll have, he'll be a 50-second All Black. Do they get, like, yeah. appearance fees? Is it possible that they get, like, a bit of extra cash if they get a test card? I know they do that in football, but do they do that in rugby? I have no idea. Is there a chance the coaches... You're the, you're the stats, man. I don't know. I wish I knew that. Like, if, if guys get man. a bit of a bonus for actually appearing, is that the coach just chucking them a few extra bucks? I, I have no idea. No, surely not. I wouldn't have thought so, but I don't know what their contract. They should be entail. on decent coins, shouldn't they? For getting into the All Black squad, so. you'd think so. But they're all in different rates. Like we don't actually talk about that very much in rugby. Like mm. you talk about an NRL, you talk about in every other sport. Like yeah. how much certain teams are buying players for. But it's all kind of cloak and daggers with them. That's right. We never really find out. Yeah. Speaking because their, their salaries are like cut between. I think the Super Rugby team pays a part. New Zealand yeah. Rugby tops them up. It's all. And bit... if you play ITM Cup, they might give you like. A bowl of KFC or something. Something like that. Yeah. That's what all those bucket hats are for. Don't get me started on the, on the North Harbour this weekend, though. Nobody think... nobody wants to hear oh, this. Oh, the Shield match. Oh. Yeah, I actually watched that. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. You guys had it in the back. We were eight points up with ten minutes to go. The Bay. If you're listening from overseas, the Ranfurly Shield is a big deal. And it's it means... Bigger, it's a bigger deal than the actual than the trophy. Yeah. yeah. Was, it used to be a really big deal, the old... Randy yeah, Nation. yeah, it used to be massive. It's still, it's still a big one. Yeah, well, I watched it. Like, and I so was, did I. That's the only NPC game I watched this rate, weekend. Yeah, yeah, racing, yeah. and I felt, felt pretty gutted about it, really. And mm. then I went on to feel more gutted later in the evening. It was a really crappy day, essentially. So, in terms of you mentioned it before, the cloak, we mentioned the cloak and daggers of the NZR. Mm. How are you feeling about the NZR right now in terms of the decisions they've made, what the board's done? You know, not only Scott Robinson, but what's his name? Stuart Mitchell is the head of the board. Mm. Also, so I read a report recently saying that when they were actually voting to see whether they were going to retain the services of the wonderful Ian Foster, right. Foster they were split down 50-50. But the vote was unanimous. But once it was, once um, Stuart Mitchell actually had the, the vote and it was casted and it was like, and he was like, okay, well, once that was voted and it was definitely going to be him, the board changed it to unanimous. Right, because it's a better look for it to be unanimous. Yeah. That was according to a stuff report that I had today. I did some learning. I don't know, man. It just seems... It used to be the Aussie rugby union. The ARU used to be the ones who were... There was always some dramas going on in the boardroom. Yeah. And it's the kind of stuff that doesn't really interest me that much. Like, what's yeah. going on in the boardrooms? As long as they're doing their jobs, nobody really cares. But, but it, it just seems... 
shambolic at the moment, isn't it's, it? It's quite clear that they're not doing jobs, but and that's feeding down. Like uh, our youth squads haven't been going particularly well for, right. uh, for a long time. The Black Ferns, I know we did a right versus the um, the yeah, Aussie girls, those, yeah. but they got absolutely pounded by the English at the end of last year. That's right. You know, so and all the franchises and the ITM Cup teams are not happy with the NZR. They mm. feel like they're absolutely held over a barrel, and everything is just about the All Blacks. Mm. And you know, with Silver Lake and all that sort yeah. of. Crap, like it's, I don't know, I feel like we've lost our way and it, it stinks at the top. Yeah, and it just filters the way down, yeah. like you said. It's messy. <clears throat> it it's not messy. what you want. Those guys, <clears throat> we shouldn't have been talking about it. <clears throat> no, we should be talking about rugby. We, we should be talking podcast. about rugby. But yeah, the boardroom stuff, <sighs> it's just a thing at the moment. It's, it's so, upsetting. I don't know, I think Mark Robinson, the CEO, I think this is his first CEO gig. Yeah. So he, he's kind of learning on the job, so... I guess Maybe, we I, I don't can think expect he's, he's more not, errors. He's not covering himself in glory. Really. Not really. He really isn't. What do you think they're thinking right now in terms of what their decision was with Fozzie? Like, yes. do you think as soon as when they're watching Argentina win, when Cody Taylor throws that last ball and does it crooked, and then I'm surprised they didn't announce a press conference <laughs> because that's what they did after the last. Or a one. press conference to announce that they've got nothing to announce. Yeah, basically. I think there's another review coming, so. Yay! Well, we'll we oh, just for a moment I thought, okay, we're done with it. And the All Blacks, Fozzie and his team, they had every opportunity just to put this all to bed, you know, write this entirely bad season off and just start afresh. They did that. They cleansed the palate with that victory in Ellis Park. They did. But it's just as bad as ever. All of it like that. All you, know? you had to do was come back home, beat Argentina a couple of yes. times. And we mentioned earlier how you said how like good the Argentinian squad is, and mm. that's that's genuinely true. Yes. Yeah, the bookies is. were saying like, oh, twenty points for the All Blacks, but it was like for mine, the All Blacks should be winning this one. Yeah. Not twenty points win no. because the All Blacks haven't been a twenty point plus team over Argentina. For a long time. Yeah. But it really felt like a lot of the games with Argentina are relatively tight for 60 minutes, but we just eventually pull away. Yeah, that's right. And, but we, we didn't no, pull away. No. You know, we, we, we looked just a bit aimless at the end, like uh, the pressure. 100%. And it's usually the reverse. It's the pressure that gets the other team. They're desperate to hold on. They're desperate yeah. to get that win. And then the All Blacks find a way to make the other teams make mistakes, be it pressure mental skills errors maybe it's just tired legs or whatever it was but mm. it was it was the total reversal in terms of the game plan of what they were actually doing out there my issue was like it was dumb dumb rugby like <laughs> it was dumb <laughs> it was dumb like we we don't play territory we're like we back ourselves to this very expansive game and it's great to watch when it comes off but that's yeah. plan one two and three yeah you know like when things are going really well that's what we do when things are going when we're meant to be grinding out we're spinning it out wide when with the games on the freaking line we're passing it in our own 22 yep. like yep. putting ourselves under a wild amount of pressure doing these high high risk plays that are big payoffs but low percentage they come off they're amazing they're incredible and we all love to watch it but we're just not having a be we're not playing territory when we need to we're mm. not kicking in the corners when we need to we like we've got a terrible kicking plan mm. have you seen Mwanga or Barrett or any of our kickers actually do any intelligent kicking throughout this whole year you probably can but. it seems a bit scattergun as well because in that game we went for poles then we went for a mall we got the mall try and then later on you got Geordie going for a 60 meter penalty on the angle it didn't seem yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's the ones that you look back at it in hindsight and go, you missed the penalty. Why didn't you go for the mall? Or if you go for the mall, you don't get it. Oh, why didn't you take the three? Yeah. But uh, at least with the Argentinians, they were largely backing Bofelli's boot pretty much the whole game. I think they went once. They were like, we yeah. will try 
Morlet, they didn't get any pay for it. Or maybe they got a penalty in a better position. Yeah. But for the most part, they seem to have a kind of clear, more clear game plan. Whereas our guys, I don't know, they just seemed, like I said, a bit aimless. Yeah, it, just, it seems like a team that's playing without confidence. Mm. You know, and not confident, no confidence in the strategy. No confidence mm. in the messages they're actually getting. Where are these messages coming from? That's like, right. Like, you know, there are guys running out of the field constantly as well, giving messages, you know. Are they being? Are they freaked out in the coach's box too? Yeah, they maybe. Probably are. Maybe. I think that's one thing Wayne Smith used to say is basically the one of his big things about coaching was the message to your players needs to be like simple yeah. and kind of crystal clear. Yeah. Like they need to have a relatively simple set of instructions. You could be get them to uh, getting them to do quite complex things, mm. but their their role needs to be really clearly defined. Absolutely. Whereas I don't think we're seeing that. From the All Blacks at the moment. Well, that's what they always used to say. The All Blacks who were established in the team were All Blacks coming in. They were like, it's really easy on this team because I just know I have to do my core role right. Right. And everybody else will do theirs. That's right. You know, and they'll do them to an incredibly high level. But that's not the case. It's almost a feeling of grief, isn't it? Like, what the team was to where they are now. That's right. It's such a fall from grace. But as a lot of our... um, Brethren from offshore have been saying, maybe that's just where we're at right now. Yeah. That's just that's just the, the new state of his. Did you hear the post-match interview with Carl Tanana and Sam Kane? It felt like he'd just lost um, a game for the Waikato Chiefs. That's right. It round. was so just blasé. It yeah. was just, this is normal. Oh, well, some positive skip. You know, the forwards did all right. You get to go again next week. Uh, like You just you, lost to Argentina. For the time. first time in your history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whilst on an incredibly bad run. This is worse than 98. I know yeah. recency bias, and I don't have the greatest memories of 98. Like, For sure. But this this feels pretty dark. It's pretty stink. But yeah. on the flip side, you got to love to see what Argentina would do. Yes, yeah, yeah I absolutely. mean, watching just Marcos Kremer driving yeah. all-black ball carriers yeah. backwards, Pablo yeah. Matera driving his guys, Montoya getting turnovers, yeah. like Buffelli competing in the air, Carreras with the boot, like they were just a Lavanini doing what he does. He's yeah. And he's not getting red carded. He's not giving away stupid he's penalties. He's a good player when he's on the field. That's right. When he yeah. can keep the red mist away, he yeah. is world-class. Yeah, yeah, and he's absolutely. A I really like the look of Thomas Gallo as well. I think he was yeah. a little bit quiet in this game. More the scrum so. got um, under the pump a wee bit, but yeah. it was two relatively kind of young yeah, um, front rows up against each other. That's one positive maybe for the All Blacks is yeah. that like Ethan DeGroote looked all right. Tokiaho looked all right. Like the Tokyo, front row. Tokio's looking brilliant, you know. And like it feels like... Dane Coles and Cody Taylor aren't actually up to it right now. We like we need a new number two. Yeah, that's you know? a little bit troubling because not that long ago I would have said Taylor's up there for the best hooker in the world, but he's way off the pace at the moment. Yeah, he really, really is. He's really hit the slide this year, hasn't yeah, he? I'm not sure. What... He hasn't plateaued. Mm. It felt like he was plateauing for a second. Yeah, and it's just it's just been on a decline. It's just one of those plays that you thought you could always count on. Just that's never right. did anything wrong. But now it's Tokiaho. Mm. Oh dear, and like yeah, nothing particularly amazing happened in our backs and our attack or anything like that. It yeah, was... like the tries we got, a more try, which is you know that's good. Like good to see Jason Ryan get reward for his coaching, and Aussies proved in their first game against the Pumas you can score. I think they scored like three against yeah. the Pumas in that game, so good to see them exploit that. 
But then, yeah, the only try the backs get is yeah. turnover ball, which, I mean, the All Blacks are notoriously good at, at yeah. scoring tries from turnover ball, but it's not like you ever saw, because, I mean, Joe Schmidt's supposed to be the details guy. You never saw, like, some line-out result in some magical kind of set no. play that just cut them to bits. They, just, Did, they never that, looked troubled. You saw that from Australia. Some of their set plays were just Magic. phenomenal to watch. That's right. You know, um, that try that Lillicia scored at the end. Oh, the one he set up from yeah, McCrack. Yeah, 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 the set up from McCrack. Yeah, yeah the line yeah, broke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a, that was yeah. one of the sexiest things I've seen for a while. <sighs> to put an excuse that, out there, that, to put an excuse out there. I get turned on by rugby. Maybe it's just. I mean, Fozzie did put this out there. Maybe it's just they are genuinely learning because they've got new Ford's coach. They got Joe Schmidt doing more coaching. Maybe it's just this new whole, game this plan. Whole rebuilding, uh, you know discussion that's going on going on so many of those players have been there for quite a while you know like go through the the most of the four back apart from that front row mm. they've had a few seasons under their belt belt most of them were there in 2019 of their, yeah. their world cup you know a lot of them were coached by you know hansen like mm. number of how many you know aaron smith Bowden barrett i know Bowden barrett didn't play in the week of white lock none of these guys are white lock is a great identifier by the way because the man is a white lock you know like <laughs> <laughs> Did he? I only realised that in the weekend. You know, that's that's, that's a fair. Was point. also similar to like um, the hooker Andrew Hoare. That uh, that worked out well as well. <laughs> the guy shoots seals. Yeah, seal showed up. Oh dear. But I actually, I, there was my mate after the game. What he said to me was like, "How ar- you know how we always sort of consider all black fans arrogant?" Yes. But he said, "How arrogant are the NZR?" He was like. How arrogant are they to think that they cannot put the best coach in the country to be the All Blacks coach and they're going to win? How arrogant do the All Blacks have to be to not put the best number seven into the team and think they're going to win? You know, like, and I was like, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty accurate, you know? Is it a coaching problem? Or do we just not have the players? Uh, is, is Whitelock past his best? I mean, he looked phenomenal in that game against South Africa. But... Yeah. No, no, I think I think it is a coaching problem. Like, I think if you just look at... This is Ian Foster's career. Mm. Like, his career is a 50% coach. Right. And he's proving it at the international level. Like, if you take out um, any... You know, you go to his super coaching record, it was 50-50 the mm-hmm. whole time. He got to one final and got the biggest pounding in By a final. Bulls, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely pumped. Um, and then obviously Reading went on to win with two, two titles, back-to-back. Yeah. And then he's taken the All Blacks. And if you take out any teams outside the top 10, he's running at a 54% win record. Mm. A 54% win record for an All Black team. Mm. Okay. After a coach who was operating, what was he, 85, 86, where we, Hanson was? There's something in that. Mm. Cool. It's not crazy. Stats man. Stats man, tell me I'm not crazy. He's and not a... You look at some of these guys who... I know Super Rugby's a different beast, but the players, like the Crusaders guys, like we're talking about mm. Taylor looking below par. A lot of the guys who were looking a little bit off the pace didn't look off the pace. Looked great. Mm. That final... You know, the Blues versus the Crusaders. Yeah. Those Crusaders players. Look magic. They looked like world beaters. Harvey Lee was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, he's been... Yeah. And he has been... Yeah. Particularly average. Mawanga didn't even look that great in the weekend. Like, mm. he looked a bit, you know, directionless. That's right. Didn't understand what his game plan was, what he was doing. What was the... What's the number 11 who played incredibly well, who was in the squad, who's gone out of the... I don't even, even know if he's in the squad right now for Fine the Crusaders. Yeah, Fine. He looked... Like, one of the world's best wingers for the Crusaders. Came into the All Blacks, looked like a journeyman. True. You know? There's something going on. There's something wrong. 
Uh, is Super Rugby just not high enough quality competition anymore? I'm just throwing out devil's advocate excuses over here because... I don't think so. I, d- I do think our players are better than what they're showing us on the pitch at the moment. 100%. I think the Blues and the Crusaders are phenomenal teams. I feel like when you watch the intensity of any um, local derby in Super Rugby, it's it, you know they're phenomenal. When we play Australia's teams, we usually beat them comfortably. You know? Like, I know it was a little bit closer this year. It was than definitely year. closer than the year before, for sure. But, but we still, were... the New Zealand teams had... You know, a good record. A hundred percent. And I'm freaked out about the Widows' Cup this year. This could be the year. This wow. could be the year. Get excited, Wallabies fans. Is this a chance for us to move on to the next game? This or are, could we, be are, we, are we done with the, the post-mortem on the All Blacks? Do you want to go on to that a bit more? One question before we are... Before, well, this leads on. This year, do we lose the the Widows' Cup? Yes or no, Mark? Will we lose the Bledisloe Cup? Will I'm we lose the Bledisloe Cup? I'm going to say no. But I mean, if you'd asked me a week ago, are we going to lose to Argentina? I would have said no as well. Uh-huh. So, for what it's worth, I think we can at least go 50-50 against the Wallabies. Fozzie's got a good record against Rennie, so... We went 50-50 against the South Africans. Yeah. Yeah. I know, so, I feel like we haven't given enough love to Argentina. But they they, bloody they were well. phenomenal. Defensively, yeah. fantastic. Kicking game was smart. Yeah. Um, Set piece was pretty good, barring that one kind of line-out. Scrum was, was under a bit of pressure, but Fafeli was, was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I mean, they didn't look to try and cut us to bits. Like Neither of their wingers was getting lots of ball, ball in hand, but they didn't need to. Incredible defense. Kidwell yeah. is doing something well. That's right. He really is. Like That defensive structures that the leagueies are bringing over, where it's all defense. That's one of the main things. Like You're always man-marking, and it's always intense in, in rugby league. So mm. it's Lines really tr- yeah, really translating well, and he's yeah, he's exceptional. exceptional. Yeah, he's earned a bonus if he gets one. But we'll wrap that up with the prediction for the, the rematch. Yes. Have the All Blacks coaches, because we saw them do it with South Africa. They got well beaten in the first game. Seem to work it out for the second game. We've got this rare situation in the rugby championship. That's where you play back to back. So, will the All Blacks coaches if you look at if you looked at um, Ireland, that didn't happen. So we had that. You know, <laughs> we had that. <laughs> there goes that theory. Yeah, we had that back to back. We had that. We're like, oh, the the All Blacks are amazing when they come off a loss. Like that's why they always used to be. They used to come back. Like, we never lose really, two in a row. We never lose two in a row. We never lose three in a row since nineteen. Was it nineteen nineteen? Someone's doing a burnout. West Auckland. <laughs> Uh, as since nineteen, was it nineteen nineteen or something ever like something that. like that? Hundreds of years or something. Yeah, <sighs> so depressing. Yeah. So are we going to beat them in Hamilton? I I just can't say anything with certainty. Probably, but very likely no. Like yeah, very likely no. I'm, I'm very very much on the fence because like my head and my heart are like yeah it's the All Blacks mm. you know but then like I feel like an abuse victim like I've been smacked over the head too many times that I'm like feeling like the next one's coming right you know like well actually uh, one more question uh, if you're the All Blacks management do uh-huh. you show faith with that same squad again to get it right or do you just wholesale changes and just give some of the young guys a crack like does Perifeta start I'd love to see him start you know, like, I'd love to see him start. I'd love to see Hoskins Tutu get a crack. He's not playing any minutes. Uh, yeah, I'd love to see um, Torvasa Sheik at least on the bench. Yeah, for sure. You know, these are what these games are meant to be for. That's like, right. we used to blood our guys in, the, you know, the Argentina games. Well, maybe they would have done that 
if we'd won the first game, yeah. you've got a bit of buffer to to comfortably change a few guys. But now the pressure's but on. The so... starters don't have confidence. Mm. Like our guys that we usually rely on, they they haven't been putting in the performances. Like Jordy Barrett hasn't he hasn't done anything particularly bad, mm. but he hasn't done anything particularly. It's just well. been solid. Yeah, nothing spectacular. Yeah, hundred percent. Mm. Mm. Right. Well, speaking of solid but not spectacular the box were not spectacular at the weekend and the wallabies pretty bloody good very sharp i love the way they started that game like they came oh, out yeah, of the fire relentless of, came out of the blocks i i wrote down a note i don't usually write down notes when i watch i wrote game. notes every game i watch <laughs> you're a legend but um i wrote down about mcwright um solid very good but agricultural that's what I wrote about him. When he passed the ball, he looked like a like a, a club rugby guy playing right. passing the ball. But yeah, I like the he's way he's just got him. everywhere. He got himself around. He's everywhere. Every time there's a guy making a break, who's just off his right shoulder? Yeah, it's McCray. Yeah, yeah. He's just got great, the work right. I think Eddie Jones talks about his favorite players, are like the guys who can just get up off the ground and be bang ready to 100%. go. That's McCray. Like a hundred percent work rate. How old is he? He's young. He's in his early twenties. Sweet little a little porno mustache going on there as well. Yeah. More points for that from me. Yeah. <laughs> and he's getting some proper game time in the absence yeah. of Michael Hooper. Yeah. So, absolutely. I mean, he never got any game time when Hoops was there because it's just like Sam yeah, Kane's got 100%. a lock on the seven jersey in our country and uh, Hoops had the lock, but he's taking a wee break, which is good. Which is good, good, good to him to get himself yeah. right. But, um, yeah, it's the, the, the bright side of that is the fact that McCright's getting some proper game time and he's getting looking, test starts and he's looking the part might make it a little bit competitive well Hooper's the captain so yeah when he comes back he'll certainly be playing but who knows when that's going to be uh, uh. yeah Slipper seems to be doing alright as captain no he's doing good he's yeah. um, he's another guy who's kind of turned his career around uh, uh, he like, left the Reds with some off the field issues did he think some uh, illicit <laughs> yeah some illicit issues but absolutely credit to the guy for turning Cocaine it around Kate morphine Sue walking turned down the, the avenue he's absolutely turned it around like what a what a star like mm. he's like we're, we're very it's a very kind of judgy culture we live in at the moment where people are kind of you know um, you know we get the spotlight on us and if, if people you know do one thing wrong oh. they get absolutely slammed but we're getting into cancel culture what a redemption story for that yeah, guy turning it like around he's, um, you love yeah. to see it don't you something there's nothing better than seeing somebody who's a bit crap and then they're not crap anymore yeah exactly they're actually pretty good yeah now he's you the know? captain of bloody wallabies and he's looking the part yeah. absolutely one question though if you're a if I was a Springboks fan mm-hmm. I'd be saying why does the world's best hooker have a 16 on his back like Malcolm Marks not starting like after what Dweber put on with the All Blacks in Alice Park essentially did the same thing basically like I everyone keeps telling yeah, me do you know the official line uh, it's a rugby reason it's it's units oh, so the, 1, the, 2 and 3 are a unit and 16, 17, 18 are a unit so the bomb squad all this, all this nonsense basically Kitsoff plays with Marks and um, Cock and then what'd you call me? <laughs> and then uh, Malherba Ox and uh, Dweber will start together so they're a unit and they're a unit so it's so dumb like it was mana from heaven I'm calling a lot of things dumb today aren't I? really articulate stuff it, it's easy to lay into the teams that are losing no but like it was mana from heaven not having um, 
Malcolm Marks on the field, like when we played them in Ellis Park, and it was the same. He's such a menace. He's yeah. a pierce. He's such he won, a like five turnovers in that game. Such a us. physical presence and just a just a high high quality game. You don't. That was maybe the best performance I've seen from a hooker in my entire life. It was phenomenal. You know. And then hey, you, bench. What's your reward for that? Your bench for two weeks. You know, mm. by and you, the third string. Hooker starts for the next two weeks. Who had an absolute shocker the week before? Everyone tells me he's a powerhouse or this sort of thing. Oh, he's yeah. a big unit. He's been yeah. getting a lot of grief. Uh, I do feel like he's got the pressure on him. I, I did see him a few times when he threw the book because he threw in a few not straights and he right. just looked like he was wearing it. I did feel for him a little bit. I gave yeah. him a bit of grief in some the, of my the, stuff. The, but... the guys get... The, you can't not have that mental pressure on you once mm. you've had a kind of bad shift and... I mean, I'm sure he's ignoring all the social media stuff as much as he can, but he's absolutely getting laid into. So I would have thought as a coach, give him a start off the bench, a roll from the bench, yeah. and then at least the kind of pressure's off. Yeah. But then maybe if you bench him, you're saying that you had a bad performance and then that's going to add to his mental woes. I don't so know. If it's, you bench him, you're being honest. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but the, the Springboks camp talk about how they are absolutely honest about everything yeah so if it was a legit hey you are a relatively inexperienced guy you should be on the bench i would yeah. have thought that's a conversation you yeah. could have with your players right yeah, yeah you'd think so you think so but like it really really adds something to your opposition by not having a Malcolm Malcolm Mark starting against you because it's you know like i think he would have made a difference mm. in the first 10 to 15 minutes when the wallabies were on fire that's right like yeah. if he stops you know five to you know three to five points mm. He's worth his weight in gold. Mm. Dweber wasn't stopping any points for you. No, that's right. Like, it's, it just seems like madness to me. It seems it like does. all this bomb, bomb squad stuff it was set very much in logic originally, but mm. it's veered so far away from it. They've it's just fallen in, love. Impact, eh? They've fallen in love with this ideas or the ideal of it, but it's, it's yeah, it's really to their detriment now. Mm. Like, and speaking of coaches under pressure, it's not just Fozzie. What, Nearbeer? What's Ninaba. his name? Ninaba. Can I call him Nearbeer? Jacques. Uh, yeah, he... He must be feeling it because the South African public are a bit like us. They don't. They don't tolerate losses lightly. They expect no. to win. Yeah, they yeah. expect to win, and so should they. You know, like, but you know, fair play to the, the Wallabies. They did bloody, like it lost shape for a little bit there. And one thing I was really impressed with, you kind of when it was ten nil or ten three for an extended period of time towards the end of the first half. The, oh, the Wallabies were hot, were right on defense on their own line for an extended period of Ages, time. Ages, and they just kept holding and they kept did. holding and kept holding. That kind of desire that you can't coach into a no, player, right? No, I thought they were just going to crack. I was just like watching it. Okay. It felt like it was inevitable. It's no. going to come. But yeah, exactly. It, but it never did. It never did. And it was really, really impressive in just so many crucial moments. You know, Coram like, tackle. Coram Like, is he the best number 11 in the world right now? He's like a number 11 who's got oh. the physique of like a flanker. And he was just, his work rate was immense. And like 11, you can go missing for a big part of the game. You know, we talk, we wax lyrically about Lekanyu Arm. That mm. guy went missing in that game. You never saw him really do anything. Well, to be fair, the way the, the box play doesn't really give us, give the back line a heck of a lot of opportunities mm. a lot of the time. But you look at Lekanyu Arm, he's billed as the best player in the world. And Corin Betty who's not billed as the best player in the world, I know which one looked like the best player in the world. In that game, yeah, in that for game. sure. Yep. Some people didn't like his tackle. 
said it was a wee bit of a uh, no arms. He had an arm in it. I saw it from the first angle and I thought... It was dangerous. It looks good as gold. Was... But then there was another angle which did kind of look like he... I felt like there was an arm in that. Like, he definitely put his arm into the tackle. The arm made contact. The, there was an arm trying to wrap there. Right. The thing that... It was an am- amazing impact. It really, really it was. It was a huge hit. It was iconic. You know, that's going to be replayed for so long. Yeah. It really will. That's going to be on so many highlight reels. It was an incredible tackle. But what the worrying thing was... Is that he put his head? You know, we we always taught cheek to cheek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, he put his head right in front. He could have gone knocked that clean could have, out. That could have ended up a lot yeah, worse. Yeah, that could have been horrible. Mm. But uh, thank, thank the Lord. But that's a position the Springboks really should have been scored from. Absolutely. I mean, they had. Well, the reason he went in the air was Mpimpi launched himself to go for the line, and once he just launched himself, the impact happened, and he skyrocketed. Yeah, I think his feet are still on the ground, but he's definitely launching. kind of in the process of yeah. launching. Either launching or bracing, I'm not sure, but either way, he got smacked. Well, question for you. Mm. What was more an iconic moment? Uh, was it the Corrin tackle or the Nick White's lap? The Nick White, you know, you know some physical stuff happens in rugby, and but you don't want to see that on a rugby field. Like, that was... I really felt for him in that moment to take an impact like that straight to the moustache. Like, it's, as a man with facial hair, you can't imagine the pain that guy must have been going through. It was so painful that it took him like a good three and a half seconds to register how painful it was. Yeah, that's right. There was and a big he just, delay. He just fell. Like his body went into shock. <laughs> What's just happened to me? What have you done? Faf de Klerk should be done for assault after that. You've I mean, got feelings, don't you? Faf is a pest. Yes. And I get what he's trying to do. He's trying to be disruptive. He's trying to get his hands. He's trying to slap it down. Yeah. He ends up slapping Nick White in the face. Faf, you're a slapper. You're a slapper. You should be pinged for that. That's fair enough. Like, I mean, I saw a few people saying, well, he wasn't trying to hit him in the face. That doesn't matter, right? It's like nobody's trying to high tackle somebody, but sometimes it happens. The intent's not the purpose or the, the issue here, but he slaps him in the face and he just goes down belatedly. Like he's been shot, and it's comedy gold, though. I can't stand I, it. I love a laugh. I really do. It was comical. It, it was very funny. But it's it's not. <laughs> I will say the there's a wider trend yeah. which you pick up on, yes. not usually as obvious as this. Yeah. That guys, if they feel like they have been the victim of some kind of foul play, yeah. they will make more of a meal of it than previously because they want the TMO to go yeah. and review it. And the way you get the TMO to look at it is it's by flopping around it. or, yeah, you've got to sell it, it, basically. Sell it. Because in the TMO, go back and have a look at it. You might get a try chalked off. You might get someone else yellow carded. That's kind of been a slightly worrying trend for a while, but this was next level. Yeah, this was football. It was a slippery slope, isn't it? It was a slippery slope to Neymar territory. That's right. You know, where anytime you feel a little bit of contact. Oh, obviously, it's a contact sport. No one's going to go down when they get tackled. But mm-hmm. as soon as you just hear, feel a little nick to your ear or that's something, right. like... And people are going just down. Just taking a dive. Yeah, no, that is taking a dive. That, and that's... You know, as when New Zealanders were always like, no, I don't mind football, I just hate the diving. That's right. And that's what we can Genuinely do. quite yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. I, for a while, I lived in China. And guess what? You can't watch much rugby in China, especially back mm. when I was there. Streaming wasn't as much of a did thing as it was now. Did you get the whiteboard out for the Chinese football? I did not. But I did watch a bit mm. of Premier League. I got into the football for a few years because yeah. rugby was kind of hard to come by. And then when I moved back to New Zealand, I kept trying to watch it, but I slowly just kind of fell out with it mm. because... Oh, it was one of the World Cups. I think it was when Italy won it. 
Yeah. The diving was just getting yeah. on my nerves so much that I just couldn't take it. Like you're a grown man rolling around like someone's yeah, just chopped off your leg. And then, just by like a... Yeah, that. just by a brush. And then two seconds later, you're back running at full tilt. That, that kind of stuff... I can't watch it and like have respect for that. I literally, when the Euros were on this year or last year, yeah. my son was on school holidays. He was like five at the time. He was or like, in England in the, in the Euros. We're, we're watching it. And like, he asked me like, what it's why is he, why is he rolling around the ground? And what am I supposed to say? Son, he's trying to milk a penalty. Like, he's trying to milk a penalty. But if you actually talk to people who are football fans, people who aren't rugby fans. Right. Yeah. So I can't stand it. They just accept it as part of the game. It's part like, of the game. Because they're just like, well, they're just trying to get an advantage. They're just trying mm. to get a penalty. They're just trying to get the other person yellow carded. Right. They're just trying to get a leg up. Right. So there is like a rational reason for why they're acting like exactly. such fanny dannies. That's right. You know, fanny dannies. Because they can so get away with it. Just coin that term, fanny danny. There you go. Lock you can, it in. Patent you, can, it. you can take that. Um, but there's no reason why it wouldn't happen. You know, like, especially with all the cameras anywhere, mm. you feel just a little hit. Like, there was no way that Nick White was in any pain. Obviously, no. we all knew it was a f- absolute, it was farcical. Everybody knew. The yeah. referee knew it was farcical. But he's still... Like, went... Because it's letter of the law, you know? Letter of the law, that's what they... I'm this... pretty sure there's something in rugby's laws about faking stuff to get an advantage i'm pretty sure there's something but there's also something about making deliberate head contact yeah you know sadly and that's the thing that seems to be really taking precedent right right i guess one overrules the other but like i know you follow a few other sports as well but one that i've watched and i think kind of gets it right is Mm -hmm. the old ice hockey ice hockey they have so I think they call so we just it, grab each other by the collar, isn't it? So you grab basically, the and you just go whack, whack. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. But in terms of diving... That should be the thumbnail. <laughs> they've got a term called embellishment. Oh. And generally what it is, is guys trip each other over. Fantastic. Someone's on a break and you kind of give him a wee, a wee nudge and he falls over. Oh. So the first guy will I get... I once accused an ex-girlfriend of embellishment in the sack. <laughs> This is a different kind of embellishment. All oh, right, okay. This is more of a negative kind of embellishment. You're not you're pretending, I think. Yeah, so yeah, right. in ice hockey, the one who trips will get penalized. Right. But if someone is visibly trying to sell a dive, he will also get penalized. Now, ice hockey is different because they send them both off for the equivalent of like a two-minute yellow card. Power play. Basically, yeah. 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 But yeah. instead of a power play, it's four on four because both guys That's get pinged. That's quite pinged, fun. It opens up, opens up the space. That's yeah. right. So both guys get pinged like and this, this love, is a perfect situation I would for have loved to have seen Fuff gets penalised for the slap yeah. but Nick gets penalised for the dive <laughs> but then that's, it's, it's so so much grey and all that there would could be the chance where someone yeah, was genuinely hurt that's the risk <laughs> what the thing I think should have happened at least um, Nick White should have had to have gone off for an HIA like right. even though it was farcical like the guy is getting simbin for it you sold it ridiculously because it was a headshot. You pretended to go down. You've got to be treated like, you, you know, what you were trying to sell. Like you've just right. taken a, you know, a head knock and you've got to be off the field for like 10 to 15 minutes while you have an Recover. HIA. Yeah. You know, obviously they're able to replace the player, mm. but it does disrupt, disrupt the flow in HIA. Mm. So I think that at the very least that should have happened. I just don't like the idea that kind of behavior gets rewarded because like you said, slippery slope is the perfect thing. I think Mark is just going to become more and more prevalent. I think you know. I feel they like have I feel to like stamp that out. I feel no. like you, I feel like you're an old man yelling in the wind, going, "Don't you turn up!" And they're like, "It's just gonna, it's just gonna they happen." Can't they? Can't keep getting away with that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But we're certainly seeing more of it than what we used to. Not to that level, but yeah, and it's more and more and more every year. You know, like it sucks. You know, because it's 
you know, it's, it's a man, well, it's a man and a woman's game, but it's a mm. physical game, yeah, you know, right. like, it's a game of toughness, mm. you know, of grit and character. What well. would Buck Shelford say when he saw that? He would have picked up that testicle that was absolutely <laughs> ripped apart and thrown it straight exactly. at Nick White. Back in the days, yeah. the guys, when they introduced substitutes, they didn't use them because it was like it's a sign of weakness if you yeah. went off. I mean, I'm not saying we need to get back to that day. And, you know, player safety is obviously paramount, yeah. but you can't be having that. I was speaking, a friend of mine I was watching the game with, who I actually went to the pub with, not the guy I was speaking to, um, he said, I would love to see rugby if all 15 players, the only way you could replace them is if they were actually injured. Because right. he said when he was growing up, he used to love seeing guys just completely out on their feet. Right. You know, like, and it was real grit, grit stuff at the right. end. You know, like if you look at that 96 game between just South Africa and the All Blacks, right. like most of the starters are still on the field That's at the right. very end. They're in the high belt and they're yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely shagged yeah. at the end. Well, that's yeah. kind of what opens up some of the space as well. Yeah, 100%. And that's what we kind of used to do well in those eras. Mm. Remember that when the All Blacks were a good team? Seems like a long time ago now. Yeah, it does. It mm. does. Mm. Oh, dear. So Mick Wright looked like he was a good player. Corin Benny, the best 11 in the world right now. Nick White, the best actor in the world of rugby. Congratulations to him. One thing I want to ask you about is the, if you are in the back line for the South African team, mm. they're filled with freakish athletes. Mopimpi, mm-hmm. Arm, all of them, like Dialende, they look like they could be fantastic game breakers, mm. but they're never given an opportunity to actually do anything because they're so restricted mm. by their actual game plan, mm. which has worked so well for them for so long. It so has. who am I to say, mm. you know, go away from that? Mm. But uh, have teams worked them out? Have They've lost, they lost against Wales. We haven't lost against Wales since 1953. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Knock on wood. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I guess it's one of those ones where if you can take your high balls and you can front up at set piece, then you've got a pretty good chance of competing with the Springboks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. They do have some pretty freakish athletes. I mean, when Colby's fit and he's playing, like he can just break your ankles trying to tackle yeah. him. Yeah. But I mean, we saw the reverse this week. It was Corbetta doing that to Pollard. Yeah. He made him look like he was playing in mud. Oh, that was amazing. So that was an embarrassing moment. For that was a very. I mean, Pollard. He had a couple of real poor kicks yeah. at goal as well. So yeah, he had a couple of real shockers. Just fully hooked him, eh? Yeah, he'd been like ten from ten prior to that game, mm. and then suddenly. He kind of lost his mojo, so yeah, it's a it's a little bit troubling for the Springboks. I guess yeah. they'll, I mean, they'll back themselves to bounce back, but it's a it's a it's a bogey team for them, though, isn't it? In they've Australia, they've not won in Australia for ten years. So Why is that? Well, like, almost ten years, not quite. World champion Springboks just can't get over a team that's often ravished by um, a ravished by injury. Yeah, a team I mean, this that's is a bad a form. Wallabies team without like Karevi, who's yeah. probably their best player when yeah. he's you know when he's fit. So Michael Hooper wasn't there. So yeah, not not with all their big stars. I mean, obviously the Springboks are missing some guys as well. But yeah, troubling from a Springboks point of view, but good for the Wallabies. Bloody good for the Wallabies. And makes me very nervous about the Bledisloe Cup. The old big boy, the big one. <laughs> troubling. It is troubling. It's a can, troubling time. Can they get over the hoodoo of Eden Park, though? Because I'm pretty sure that one's at Eden Park. Oh, I'm going to that game. Uh, yeah, I am. Oh, they, they can, man. Because these, these records that we just thought were going to be forever, you know, Ireland, Argentina. They mean nothing. 
Yeah, they're just knock, we're getting knocked over. Just three lost for team should check the list three off. Loss, three losses in a row. You know what's going to be a sad thing? When Wales beats us and they go, mm, it would have been better, better to beat them a few years ago. I've seen some right. fans from countries who are not big Ireland fans saying they're so happy that Argentina beat us because it takes the gloss yeah. off the Irish win. Yeah, yeah. We're just, we're just easy to beat now. a tweet from Squidge saying exactly that, okay. basically okay. going, uh, wouldn't it be funny if they did the, you know, the greatest achievement by an Irish team? Right. And the Irish team, when they did that, it's so amazing because we beat the world's mm. best team. Ireland, I love you. I really do. You did not beat the world's best team. You beat, a, you beat the All Blacks. The fifth ranked team in the world. I think we were fourth mm. at the time. Uh, but they just, that Ellis Park game, I was just like, there they are. They're back. They're back. They're back. Where was that? The offloading game? In the, well, we're back on the All Blacks. Yeah, we, we are. We, we are. Can't we can't always, we always swing it. It's just, yeah. It, look, this isn't a great podcast material. I'm just sitting here going, oh, All Blacks, painful. Uh, yeah. Better when we win. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're buoyant, aren't we? But oh well. Like, I I think in terms of the international audience, they're loving it. Yeah, for sure. The world game's looking amazing right now. Yeah, it's there's something about seeing a team which has been on top for a wee while. I know we've not been on top, but you know, a team which is traditionally very good. Just yeah. lose. Like, I remember once Ever- Brazil got beaten at like 7 0 or something by, by the, the Germans, Germans yeah. and everyone just loved it. Even though they not did. everyone loves the Germans at football, but. And that was in. That was in. Yeah, that was exactly. In yeah, yeah, people, yeah, people yeah. love it. It's, it's just that kind of fall from grace thing. So. 100% when the Yankees lose, everybody loves it. Yeah, exactly. When so. the Red Wings fell from grace, everyone loved that, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. So. <sighs> Maybe it's just our time. Maybe. Maybe just We're just going time. through a rough patch. You know, but what? You know what's not a rough patch? The world of podcasting that we've entered, Mark. This is true. This is amazing. This is true. So this is actually available if you want to listen. You probably probably should have said this at the start. I might put a little... Put a little put, yeah, put a logo or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah but you, you can watch this on Spotify. Listen to it on Spotify. Was that hard to organize? No, it's pretty easy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't have Spotify. Well, you should get it. I use Google Podcasts. Oh, we're not on that yet. Is that... Well, it had to... It? Like, you know how Google's a bit weird about sort of... You've got to be doing this. You've got to be doing that. We've got to right. check this over. It was a bit more sort of wild west. Restrictive? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It would have taken me a little bit more time. But okay. we might get there. We'll see how it goes. We're in a review process for the Apple podcast as well, so we'll probably get there eventually too. Okay. Just like the but All Blacks having most... reviews, we are going to be reviewed. By the good people at the Apple podcast, or whatever they are. Right. Ah, oh, dear. Um, so second game though, Box against Wallabies. Are you back in the Wallabies to... Uh, I am. Just on recent... Go two from two? Recent form, like the best predictor of, past beha- of future behavior is past behavior. Definitely. As Dr. Phil says. Right. Uh, and yeah, I think they're, they're good enough to do it. Uh, and I think they've got something over them. What, I, what, it, what that thing is, I don't know what it is. Mm. I don't know a lot of things. And I don't know what that is either. So I think they've got a good ch- you know, a very good chance of winning. But you know, the Boxer Equality squad that mm. could definitely do it. Do you have a new favourite for the Rugby Championship? Last time we talked, we were both kind of adamant that the All Blacks on paper were favourites. On paper, on paper, yeah. Uh, I would love to see... If it wasn't us, it would be Argentina. You'd just love to see them do it. That'd be yeah, magic. Yeah, yeah. Just because it would mean... A- huge amount to them like they they've never been close i think the third is probably their best ever yeah finish. yeah they've never been on the running it's never mm. been like oh they've just got to get one more win here and they win the that's damn right thing. and they could be in that situation they're mm. clearly on top now aren't they that's right yeah away win in new zealand an away win in new zealand they were on top coming into this weekend record win over the wallabies yeah they've got more wins when i were all they've got two wins oh, i guess the aussies have got, wallabies two, have got two wins, wins as well yeah yeah, yeah be interesting to see them up against the box. Mm. Yeah. Because they've got one home, one away. 
rather yeah. than the current format, which has been us oh. away twice, then us home twice. How is when's the last game? Is it is, is it in um, Argentina? I feel like it's in South Africa, uh, but don't uh, quote me. I would love to see the last game in Argentina for them to win it and they win it. Imagine that. Whew. That'd be massive. It would be. Yeah. Okay, so you call on it as Argentina then? Uh, yeah, the, the romantic in me says Argentina. Um, my head still says probably somebody else. Okay. Yeah. I'll go with Australia for now. I'll change it next week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, if, if you go with Australia, it means they've got a deep, decent chance of getting the blitters line. Mm. Yeah. That's going to be it. That'll be a, that'll be a real kick in the nuts. That may be, if we're not in the running for the actual trophy of the Rugby Championship, that, that, that's just going to be the game for us, isn't it? That's, yeah. that's the make or break game. Yeah, this, there's going to be so much riding on that. There's no chance Fozzie gets fired if he loses the Bladers though. Could it, would he resign? Uh, I don't think so. Because right. if he resigns, he's turning us back on $1.6 million or whatever, mm. is it, whatever it is. And I don't know. People like money, I've heard. True. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think he's going to turn us back on, on that sort of quiche. Mm. But and they, they, do you reckon that this review of them saying we're totally beha- behind him, he's definitely going to be there. There's no chance that they can pull the rug out from underneath him now, even if the results just. Uh, they would look pretty stupid to do it, but they've not really had a problem with that. But they're far. looking pretty damn stupid in every other respect. Yeah. So why not? All right. Well, this has been fun. Happy days. We should finish all these with a handshake, I think. Because the All Blacks lost and we're sad. <laughs> it's okay. There are other things that we'll be more better. boisterous next time. Give us a break. Yeah, you. I find it very hard not to swear, everybody, and I'm doing my best. I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, you're doing fucking amazing. <laughs> 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 All right, you got to sign off. Um, yeah, we'll do this again sometime. Let us know. Oh, what channel is this on? Uh, yours. If it's on mine, go subscribe to Distract the Sports. Ha! To two cents rugby. Two cents rugby. Right. I always get my name wrong. Is that that sign? I think that's a sign of that's dementia. A, mm. Mm. You'll get it. Two cents rugby. Anyway, you've got to say goodbye to everybody. All right. Cheers, folks. We will um we'll catch up again after the next round and um, yes, because then there's a break and we'll um we'll see how things go. And maybe we'll be happy. Or we'll just double the beer intake and we'll definitely be happy. Yeah, it was pretty low the beer taken. It was, it was. You agree? We'll have to rectify that. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Cheers, folks. Yeah.